Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding, Ken's Movie Reviews. Back again this week with another review of an almost current film that is out in theaters now, probably will be for just a little while. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. (sighs) Do you hear that cheering? That's all the fanboys and fangirls just ecstatic to see this come to an to an end to a close at least until they decide that they want uh, another three movies out of this particular uh, cash cow that is the lucas born space opera uh, as always i'm going to begin our little uh, review with a spoiler free section we will tell you whether we think it is worth seeing in the theaters whether it's something that you should probably wait till it's on blu-ray maybe your favorite streaming service Possibly wait until it's on CBS with some weird editing and uh, bleeping out all the bad words or just, you know, completely ignore it altogether. Uh, After which we will break it down into every single subsection I could think of at the time when I started doing this. And I'm not going to change it now because I'm stuck in my ways. But we'll go through cast. We'll go through director. We'll go through costuming and props. We will go through location, cinematography, and plot and writing. All of those will receive individual point scores. And added together, they could potentially add up to 100 points. Probably not. We haven't had it happen yet, but you never know. It could potentially happen. And... Of course, as always, we would love to get your review of the particular movies or comments on our review. If we missed something that's important or you have a drastically different opinion, don't forget to check us out on social media and let us know. We are at Real Pudding Guys on Twitter. We are at Pudding Guys on Facebook as well as being on Instagram. And of course, we are on Patreon for just a dollar a month. You can help support the Pudding Guys as we create more content and get better equipment and maybe even learn how to use it. Uh, But to the review. So spoiler free, um, it kind of depends. Uh, If you are a huge Star Wars fan, absolutely see this in the theater. I mean, this is... These films are designed to be seen in that sort of an environment to get the maximum result out of all the hard work that's put into the effects and everything. Um, If you're not so much of a Star Wars fan, I think it's still worth a see whether you're waiting for it on streaming or whatever. Maybe you're just busy. You don't uh, don't have time to go out to the theater. Don't want to have to pay to sit on a, a seat that maybe had some Coke spilled on it and some popcorn get into the creases of your shoes. But... I think it's worth seeing in the theater, which is saying something because I would not have given that particular reaction to either of the previous Star Wars films. Um, But let's get into the spoiler heavy section. Let's talk about it just a little bit. Uh, We are going to start with director this time. Now, the director is an important part, and it's the same director that was... um, was responsible for what a lot of people liked in in a variety of different films. I mean, he did the uh, Star Trek reboot. Uh, he did the uh, episode seven to, to start this out, and then they switched to a different director and then came back to him again. Um, I mean, all in all, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I have to admit, I was a little, I was a little concerned because I so disliked episode seven that I thought that it was highly probable that he was going to mess it up in the same kind of a way. Um, now, obviously, this is 
not exactly a popular opinion, um, as I know a lot of people that really enjoyed Episode 7. But I felt 7 was just a mishmash rehash of Episodes 4 and 5 of the original movie. It was just there to play on nostalgia and put a slightly brighter sheen and not really do anything original uh, uh, or move the plot forward in any way that made made sense to me. It didn't really do anything. There wasn't really any character development. So we had that. And then we had the previous film where it was just, it seemed like it was a bit of a, a mess on that previous film. I was really disappointed with that one. Um, I mean, I was, you know, happy to see they were trying to take it in a different direction, but I just don't think it was a direction that made any sense. So when he gets the film back, it's like, how, ah, what are you going to do with this? I'm, I'm, I have, I have very low expectations going into the movie theater. However, as always, I try and be open-minded and and give things a chance, and you never know, and I really enjoyed it. I think the... I, I don't know whether this was his move or not, but I felt that the plot actually moved forward. There was real character uh, development, uh, character um, progression, through the film where things change and people become uh, different from the way they started the film. Um, there's, I just think it, it, it felt, it felt better. Now, how much can we lay at the, uh, the feet of the director? I don't know. Some, a lot. Ultimately that's where the buck stops for most people, even though a lot of times it's the, um, the actual movie production companies that play uh, very, heavy hands into big lucrative um, movie series like Star Wars or any of the Marvel films. There's there's a lot riding on them, so they have a lot of input. I just have to wonder exactly how much how much freedom he had to to really do much of I mean anything, truthfully. Um, but I mean, ultimately, if the buck has to stop with him, um, then J.J. Abrams has to get a uh, has to get a uh, pat on the back. I mean, at the same time, because like I said, I wasn't expecting to like this film, and I did. And at least some of that has to lie with him. I'm going to give it a 14 out of 20 on that. Now let's move to the cast because this part is pretty easy. Uh, everybody that was in the previous two movies essentially is in this one too. <laughs> It's just kind of uh, everybody uh, stayed on board. Even people that uh, died in the previous movies still made appearances, and people that are no longer with us in real life made uh, appearances through archival footage. Um, But they did add a a handful of of new individuals. Um, You had Carrie Russell as Zori Bliss, which was kind of a a neat little thing. You didn't get to see a, a lot of who it was had to kind of guess at first to kind of figure out, figure out if that was, was that who I thought that was sort of a thing? It was great seeing Billy D show up. That was just kind of a, a bit of geeky fun and uh, seeing him reprise his original role was kind of nice, especially at that point in the film, seeing Greg, Greg Grunberg again, who I'm a, a huge fan of. I liked him heroes and he seems like a genuinely nice guy and it's kind of fun to see somebody that uh, has such a, a clear love of sci-fi in a film like this, even if it's a smaller role. Um, the um, 
seeing Dominic Moynihan, Moynihan, called him Moynihan. See, this is what happens when uh, you say your brain on drugs. I don't need that. My brain just doesn't work on its own. But Dominic, Dominic Monahan, who I love, I mean, just a just a little bit of Lord of the Rings walking around in a Star Wars movie is is really kind of fun. Um, now, the biggest fun part of uh, of who was not in the previous film was the Babu Frick character, which um, was voiced by uh, Shirley Henderson. That was maybe my favorite uh, bit in the film. And, <clears throat> and it's not really so much a casting thing, I guess, uh, but the voicing was fantastic mixed with the bit of uh, CG that went with it. It was a, intended to be a super cute character, and it was super cute. Uh, couldn't help but smile when I saw it, and it was just a lot of fun. Um, so, I mean, how how unhappy could you be? Could you be even with just the people that I talked about already? But I mean, when you mix into that, all of the other people that you would expect and want to see, still seeing Mark Hamill, and still seeing Carrie Fisher in it a little bit. Adam Driver did a great job. Uh, Daisy Ridley. Uh, did a great job. Uh, John Boyega um, did did really good. Didn't get a lot of screen time. I would I would like to seen a little bit more of him. Um, Oscar Isaac also not a ton of screen time, but uh, made the most of it. Was great. Uh, Anthony Daniels um, always does well, even if what they did with his character was maybe one of the cheap shots of the film. But we'll get to that in the writing. Um, I mean, just all in all. Uh, a really solid, um, a really solid uh, grouping, and of course, getting Ian uh, uh, Ian back for Emperor Palpatine was just just you got to have him. I mean, if you're going to have the Emperor in it, you got to have him there. Uh, so I got to give the uh, casting 17 out of 20. Um, moving on to costuming and props. Costuming is exceptionally important in a film like this because there's intended to be so much diversity between all of the different types of life forms, but also you need to know who is on whose side. So very clear delineations between the rebels and the, uh, the Imperial forces and everything like that. Um, it's an area where star Wars generally does pretty, pretty well, and they continue to do very well. All of it, uh, great color schemes, uh, everything was tied together very well. Of course, the lightsaber is always important in terms of uh, and it, the most important prop that you're going to run into, and they're uh, still done well and differentiated in, in most good ways. Um, I'm just going to say, yeah, great, 8 out of 10. Um, location. Uh, normally, you're going to have a lot of variation in, in locations, on a film like this because you're traveling all over the universe. Um, and I have to say that you need, well, you, you need it to be varied and impressive and very, um, very striking to the memory. And I think they did that. None of the locations made me just go, wow, that was amazing. They were all just good, very good, but good. So that to me is just kind of an eight out of 10. The uh, the Sith home world, eh, it was all right. Um, <clears throat> the broken down Death Star, that was fantastically done. Um, the the uh, the Rebel base, as always, was pretty solid. Uh, you know, it just is. It was just uh, like I said, just good all in all. The um, 
They did a fantastic job. So um, cinematography. This is kind of a make or break for uh, uh, a movie like Star Wars. A lot of times the cinematography can make up for weaknesses in writing. So you get an awesome battle scene. Uh, it will make up for the fact maybe that it was didn't make a whole lot of sense for them to be in the battle in the first place. And I think a lot of that happened in here. There's a lot of back and forth between uh, Kylo Ren and uh, Rey. Um, and that's done very, very well. There's a lot of... Uh, good effects that they used between the CGI that they had, as well as just the choice of camera angles they had and the cuts that they did very smartly done almost unilaterally through the film. And it's just, it's really strong, maybe until you get to the very end of the film. Uh, the last battle is always just going to be a mess because everybody is involved. But the way they did the cuts between the different groups of people that were involved were messy and not exceptionally well done. The pacing was a little off. Um, it kind of kind of jerked you around. It, it, it didn't work all that well in that last scene, although the actual visuals of the scene itself were actually quite good. Um, so... Uh, I'll probably give that a 17 out of 20. Um, and let's get to the meat and potatoes. The area where I thought this film was going to just fall flat because I felt the previous two had. Um, and that's the plot and writing. It it was good. I mean, it was, uh, again, not one of the things where it's like, man, this is one of the best stories I've ever heard or it's the best ending that could possibly have happened. It was good. Um, taking it in the direction. It's not like it was a big surprise. I, I had kind of seen this coming with, who is Ray? Where does she get her powers from? Pretty clear. Uh, they, they, uh, they at least left it as a strong probability from the very beginning of who that was going to be. Uh, so it wasn't exactly one of those, oh, I would never have expected moments. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And that's exactly what I kind of figured was going to happen. Because um, it fits. It's, it's a lot of these films are created with a sense of balance, a sense of mirroring previous storylines, a sense of duality. And if you already know who Skywalker is, well, you kind of know who the other person's going to be too. Especially if you have any knowledge of the history of the books that followed the movies after episode uh, six, which apparently the people at Disney have no clue about. And that's still a, a sore sticking point for a lot of people, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, I thought that the, like I said, the character progression, th there was real strides made with Kylo Ren in, in changing and understanding who he was and how he related to people. Uh, Ray also got a, a good deal of that, that character development, which was nice because of kind of the limited, um, limited screen time, neither Finn no, nor Poe really had a, a ton of that development, but they still had a little bit, enough to make you feel something good. Now, as I mentioned a moment ago, one of my sore points was the bit uh, uh, about C-3PO. In order to find the Sith homeworld, he had to sacrifice himself. He wasn't going to have his memories of all his friends anymore, when yeah, obviously he will. Don't write something into it just to erase it later because it basically is a cheap shot. It doesn't really do anything in terms of the story. It's just an attempt to pull out an emotion with no real payoff. If you're going to have him sacrifice, have him sacrifice. 
make it mean something. I, I don't care if you want the, the, the crowd to be relieved that he's okay. I, that's no, that is awful. Have them be relieved in a different way that doesn't undercut the importance of the previous scene. That is cheap and it's crap. Um, that's just me. <laughs> um, other than that, I, I felt that maybe it was a little weak in that, oh, I'm manipulating Ray into coming and taking her place and, and killing me and becoming the next new Sith Lord where all the previous Sith will live through you. Wait, you don't want to do it? Well, I guess I'll just drain all your power and continue to be the, the Sith Lord. And that's kind of what I was going to do anyway, but I hadn't really sit now. It, it was... It was they, they they wrote themselves into a corner by the end of the film and couldn't really clearly get out of it in an easy way. They needed a big bad that could throw huge lightning around and and it, it was it was kind of lame. It was a little lame, um, but not hugely lame, which is what I was expecting. So it was just kind of mildly lame. So it was it was forgivable. And a lot of movies do it. I can't say this is a particular aspect of this current set of Star Wars films. It's, it's, it's a common mistake that a lot of movie makers make. Um, so I can't be too mad at Star Wars for that particular faux pas. Um, and it didn't really detract terribly from the end of the film because it's less about the villain at that point and more about the resolution between uh, Rey and Kylo Ren, which was handled well. And, and that was, I was, I was particularly fond of how they ended the the arc between those two characters. It was, it was really solid. I liked it. Um, the only other maybe drawback that I had, uh, Ray claiming that she's Skywalker, that, that was lame at the end of the film. That was just because she's not. And it's, it is a, again, kind of a, a shameless, nostalgia grabs shameless easy pop it's like in wrestling when you have uh, uh the baby face the good guy wrestler going to the town that they're wrestling in and then talk about the local sports team so that they can get the crowd on their side it's cheap it's mostly worthless just stop they could have ended it without her saying anything and it would have been great uh just just you know who are you Pull out the lightsaber, gold lightsaber, and let it sit there. Don't say anything. We already know who she is. You don't need to try and add ladle something like that onto it. It's just pointless. It didn't help. Um, Now, those are mostly fairly nitpicky problems that I had with the film, which is impressive. That means, at least in my mind, that the film is solid in, in terms of writing. There's... There's uh, compelling characters. The battles are good. Most of the internal logic of why people are doing what they're doing and how things come to uh, come to a head makes sense. There is some character loss, though it's all kind of secondary characters for the most part, except for the big loss at the end, which was not surprising if you were surprised by who died at the end of the film. Uh, give it a few years. You'll see enough films and realize that this is not terribly surprising. This is the way a lot of these films are going to end, and it's just kind of what it is. The fact that it ended that way and that it's predictable 
is almost irrelevant. It's how did you stick the landing? Everybody knows that that double somersault is going to look a certain way, but did you plant both feet and was it executed well? And I think for the most part, this film did that. It, it, it maybe had one small step back on the landing where it didn't quite hit, but that's still a 9.5 in terms of, of landing what it needed to land, even if I didn't like several aspects of some of the choices they made. But I'm going to give that a, a solid 15 out of 20. Add that all together, you get a 79, which is a lot higher scoring on this film than I thought it ever had any chance of being. It is my favorite of the current three that were released. Uh, I think for the most part, it left most of the nostalgia just junk of the first film by the wayside. It was not nearly as confusing and kind of muddled as the second film was. It knew what it's doing. It knew where it was going. It, 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 was, it was just well done. Um, but what do you think? Like I said, uh, visit us at www.everybodylovespudding.com. We have forums. You can leave your own personal review or uh, scream obscenities at me uh, for having my opinions that I have on this. Uh, we, we welcome your input. Uh, but until next time, keep watching movies and having opinions. 